right, everybody. Welcome to Papa Spice's Hot Takes. We got a fresh new episode, and that is Hot Takes with Hands and Harry, uh, both of which are here with me. How you boys doing tonight, Hands? What's good? Hey, what's going on? Another good night. How you doing? <laughs> I love it. Uh, I am doing amazing. Uh, Harry, how about yourself? You know, I'm doing pretty good, and then I didn't know one of the Avengers was going to show up. Um, for those who are watching us, Chris, or who are listening to us and can't see, Chris is wearing an... Uh, hat that's uh pure black and it looks like when uh chris evans and anthony mackie when they're hiding what is that like uh civil war when they're like undercover oh yeah civil war yep that's, that's what i was going for i, I figured well, you know we've you been hitting Mar- we've been hitting marvel so i figured you know i i didn't want to dress up as captain marvel since i haven't watched it yet no. so see when you said cap undercover i thought you were talking about um uh the winter soldier when he was with uh scar joe you know, maybe that was it. I don't know. I don't remember. I'd it's probably prefer that. I, I'd prefer that over <laughs> Anthony Mackie, to be yeah. honest. Good company to have. <laughs> uh, so we are here tonight. Our topic is fave five comedies. We're going to talk about five of our of our favorite comedies uh, of all time. Um, and, you know, just kind of go through our lists. Um, comedy, obviously, very subjective, but I'm sure we'll have oh, yeah. uh, plenty of hot takes on each other's picks. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and get started. And uh, we're actually going to get started with running through our honorable mentions. So I'll go ahead and get started with my honorable mentions first. These didn't quite make the top five, but they were very close. Um, First one I had as an honorable mention is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation from 1989. Now that is uh, a favorite um, for sure. Uh, I watch it every Christmas. It's a tradition. Um, and as far as comedies go, you know, it's uh, it's pretty on point. I mean, there's some a little bit of cheese in there, but it's just it's so funny without having to resort to being overly raunchy or anything like that. Um, another one of my honorable mentions is Step Brothers from 2008. Uh, so this is kind of one of the, uh, you know, uh, frat pack picks um, similar to like old school or Anchorman, what have you. But um you know, for me, this is the top of the line uh, Will Ferrell comedy. It just doesn't get any better than that. And I, I have two stepbrothers, and I remember acting that way when I was, you know, eight or nine. <laughs> so it's funny watching two grown adults act the same way, and the comedy totally translates. Um, next one of my honorable mention picks is Black Dynamite from 2009. Uh, fantastic movie starring Michael Jai White. Um, lots of action, even more comedy. And uh, I just remember going to see it with a, a couple of my friends. Um, hey, Grim, if you're listening. Uh, and I remember crying, laughing so hard at this movie. I mean, it's just nonstop with uh, the hilarity. So if you haven't seen Black Dynamite and you're a fan of like old school kung fu movies or black exploitation movies, highly recommend checking it out. Uh, another honorable mention is the Muppets from 2011 slightly unconventional pick I'm sure. Um, But, you know, I just found it so uh, sweet and saccharine and genuinely funny. And it was really great to see the Muppets back in action. Um, The comedy lived up to the hype Uh, 80s robot, personal favorite, having grown up in the 80s. Uh, So really good movie. Do yourself a favor and check that out as well. Probably going to say that with every pick. And then lastly, uh, for my honorable mentions, is Clerks 2 from 2006. So 
Clerks 2 is an interesting choice. It was so close to making it onto my top five, but ultimately it didn't because there is um, uh, a couple homophobic and racial slurs in there. And, you know, it was of the time where uh, that might have been slightly more acceptable um, by society. Uh, But I bristle at hearing them now. Um, but despite that, despite that really crude uh, surface level, once you get below that, um, you see there's a really uh, sweet and heartwarming message in the movie and uh, a message that kind of resonates, which is, you know, it's never too late to to change things, to, to do what you want. You don't have to be stuck in a certain pattern uh, or stuck in a way of life. You can make that change uh, and empower yourself to do that. Um, so those are my honorable mentions. Any thoughts on any of those guys? So I, I, and I'll, I'll touch on clerks too, because I, I wasn't, that was another one that I had that was very close to my top five that Mm -hmm. I actually, you know, we were talking before and we both had that on there. Um, but, um, I, I just, I, 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 this is probably gonna be the hottest take that I have, um, in terms of Christmas vacation, Mm -hmm. I think that is very overrated for, for a uh, National Lampoon's movie, I do. I I don't hate it, but it's just like I think that I've seen it so much in my life that I just I feel like it's overplayed, and like it's, I still watch it when it's on, and there's some like I feel like I laugh less and less as it's like every time I see it. But and you're breaking my heart. I I just I and every time I say that to people, they're like, nah, like you, they, their first actually their first reaction is like, you serious, Clark, and. <laughs> And it, it's not it, – it's a good Christmas movie, but I, I find it very overrated, like, along with the Christmas story. I think both of them are, like uh, – that's just my opinion. I, I People who love it, I'm glad you do. But I'll agree just, with you on a Christmas story for sure. Yeah. Um, but other than that, uh, the other one, Clerks 2. So this is one of the very few instances where you look at a sequel, especially with a comedy, and it's far superior than the original. I think Clerks – the first Clerks is extremely outdated. Like I, I think it's it has a few good moments, mm-hmm. but overall, Clerks Two. I feel like I, I, I think I saw that in the theater five or six times. Wow, Harry, how many times did you see it? Not, not. I saw it more four. times than you saw. You saw it, it I saw four. It more times I saw it you. one more time than you. Okay. But this is a discussion for That's another fine. day Ooh. that we've been having for years. You've got a Clerks Two off. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I'm gonna find my ticket stubs. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but I think like, you're right. There is like a, 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 in terms of the message from, you know, it's never too late to really do what you want to do. But I think that the friendship between, um, between the two leads is like fantastic. And it really mm-hmm. evolved from the first movie. And, and the, you see these, these two guys who've been basically friends for almost their whole lives that they're working at the same place. And then, you know, the one's always getting the other in trouble. And it just like Dante's always basically a victim of whatever um randall's up to and then at the end like that i mean he still they still don't leave each other even though at one point you know dante was thinking about it but i i think that's like a really a really good message especially like you're right there is some crude humor in it and it's very like you watch it now and you're like you kind of like windstorm you're like oh like mm-hmm. it's it's very but then you look overall as the movie like I, if you look at the other parts of it I, I think it's a lot deeper than just like a basic comedy yeah. Uh, the additions that they had to the cast too, um, the character of Elias and uh, <laughs> the character Becky, uh, both super um, 
great additions. Uh, Elias was really funny. Becky, um, very down to earth and, and real. Yeah. Uh, you know, you felt like she was somebody that wasn't an actor, but uh, Rosario Dawson knocked it out of the park there. Yeah. Hera, any thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say I'm glad none of these movies are in your top five because uh, I've the the Christmas Vacation uh, or your fave five. Sorry, not top mm-hmm. five, but um, the Christmas Vacation I, I'm not too familiar with. I mean, I've seen it. Um, hopefully, I'm not breaking your heart. Hopefully, but uh, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I don't think I've ever seen the movie full through. Okay. Uh, Black Dynamite I've never seen, sadly, but based off your recommendation, I'll, I'll put it in my uh, and never ending queue to uh, to check out. <laughs> Nice. Um, and I had the same feeling. I mean, I'm 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 disappointed. Chris brought up the Clerks Two debate because I definitely saw the movie more times than he did. Uh, he's just upset about it, and that's why he brought it up first because he's petty. Um, <laughs> the Muppets, the wife's a big Muppets head, so that's been on the uh, on definitely played throughout the house in the last month. She had a, she went through this whole Muppets phase. We bought the uh, right before it came on to Disney Disney Plus. We bought the old Muppet shows. I guess, oh, yeah. Like the the OG. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, we now own that. So that's cool as well. <laughs> um, and then Step Brothers. Step Brothers for me is really funny and enjoyable, um, but it just doesn't click with me as much. Mm-hmm. I love Adam Scott in it, but it just and some of the supporting character roles, but it just doesn't click as me as much as it did with you. And you shared the story about having some Step Brothers. And I guess I wonder if that that plays a part. I never had a brother growing up, sadly. Mm-hmm. So I think that also for me um you know but it is it is a hilarious uh movie i mean when uh when they're when <laughs> when will ferrell is uh he's burying him and he, he <laughs> that's that scene is just uh is hilarious to me also the first time Catherine hahn was put on the map for me uh in step brothers oh, okay. yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah that's 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 a good shout yeah i i mean i know i knew her from crossing jordan i didn't watch it i knew just knew i kind of knew that that was her claim the fame but then mm-hmm at least before her movies. But yeah, I, looking back, I, she's one of the, one of those actresses where you like kind of, now that she's in WandaVision, she's kind of like all over the place. You look back and you're like, Oh, that was, that was her. Yeah. Like, and I, yeah. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, Hans, how about your honorable mentions? Let's hear what you got. All right. So I got uh, Logan lucky, which is a pretty recent movie from Steven Soderbergh. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I, I really recommend it. This is um, actually probably Channing Tatum's best, role that i've seen him in you've, you've um, never seen magic mike i That's knew you problem. were gonna say that i knew you were <laughs> love gonna say magic that. mike I, huge magic mike guy over here fantastic I, movie i Check saw it you out, i saw you. you hold that thought back until i was finished speaking if you guys have any magic mike comments direct them at hands yeah exactly yeah. I, I i i i will probably watch i probably won't even watch magic mike as much as i'll watch captain marvel so i yeah um but channing tatum i i it's he was he's an actor that whenever i I kind of watched. I'm like, uh, like I don't think he has too much of a range, mm-hmm. and I think like this kind of showed how much, like how actually a good of an actor he really is. Um, and then like the whole cast, you have like um, Adam Driver, who I'm a huge fan of and is phenomenal in this movie. Um, it just, I, it really came out of nowhere for me, and it's like a heist comedy movie. And it, it's, if you haven't seen it, Daniel Craig is phenomenal in it, like is really good. So. Um, now the other ones that I do have, I do have uh, Clerks Two, which we went over, right. Billy Madison, which uh, it's a classic. Um, I could probably recite ninety five percent of that movie. Uh, I just, I, I think it's it's Adam Sandler, like right in the beginning. Like I think Adam Sandler was best in his beginning, and once he hit like Mister Deeds, he went like on a weird slope. Oh, um, I love Deeds, dude. I know, but I, no, I think Deeds. that I think that was his like last great movie. Okay, I got like, you. And then it just kind of like like 
starts starts going downhill mm-hmm. but um but billy madison kind of started it all and i it, it's i'll never turn that off if it's on it's just, it's so bizarre and you know I, I i've always thought of that of in the event of if, if i were to go back to school like this is probably how i'd want to do it you know nice. um yeah <laughs> um this is the end which is uh basically a bunch of actors playing themselves in the end of the world mm-hmm. um i it, it, very crude type of humor dane mcbride is is great is it's so funny in it i'm not too familiar outside of like outside of like the judd apatel world of dane mcbride i know um eastbound and down's a big one of his but i i, I haven't watched it oh but whenever you're missing I, out i know i i, I want to go back and watch it but every time i think of dane mcbride like the first thing i go to is like this is the end his mm-hmm. entrance is is one of my favorite character entrances ever in a movie and then it, you know it kind of adds that science fiction like apocalyptic setting um mm-hmm. it's great and then the other one is actually Napoleon Dynamite, which <clears throat> very strange. The first time I saw this movie, I walked out like 10 minutes in. I actually went back to see it a second time uh, with a friend, and I don't remember laughing as much. Like I, I lost it the second time I watched it, and it's just a bizarre movie that I, I think it, it doesn't make sense, and I think that's what, what why I love it so much. And it just – it's – uh, you hear people around you like when they like in the theaters that are just laughing at different parts. And like, I was like cackling at, at just the stupidest things. And, you know, and that's why we say comedy is like subjective where something's not going to make you laugh, but it'll make me like lose it. And for some, I, I can't really explain it. Like Napoleon dynamite did that for me from like beginning to end the second time. Now I've, I've probably seen the movie like over like 30 times. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. That, hey, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Uh, Hair thoughts on uh, Hans's honorable mentions? Well, I definitely like his honorable mentions more than yours, Greg. I must say. Okay. Um, <laughs> more shots at Greg. But um, I mean, This Is the End was a movie that I really struggled with to make my list. Um, it was so close. And when I saw Chris put it in his honorable mentions, I felt like that was enough. And I, I really haven't seen that movie since it came out. Um, and I'm sure if I watched it, I would, I would laugh out loud at a bunch of scenes for it. But that's just uh, it's an interesting movie to watch um, if you've seen a lot of, you know, either Dan McBride's movies or uh, Michael Sarah's or, you know, any of that crew there. Uh, so this is the end was a tough leave for me. Billy Madison, and Napoleon Dynamite. I could I could I don't care about um, they're not really that wow. that they're not really that enjoyable for me. Um, they missed the cut. I don't think I've ever seen Napoleon Dynamite like more than like the scenes or like anything on the Internet um billy madison's fine uh obviously logan lucky i'll ride for that but the best jenny tatum performance is magic mike uh go check it out matthew mcconaughey it's great it's a great time all right so hair took his bad take pills tonight <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah chris as far as your honorable mentions go um i'm firmly uh in your camp i mean i think they're they're really solid uh haven't seen logan lucky um, but clerks too, you know, we went over our love. Um, Billy Madison, I think you're either in one of two camps. You're either a Billy Madison or a Happy Gilmore guy, and I'm a Happy Gilmore guy. Neither. But I, ugh, <laughs> gross. Get out of get out of the podcast. They're fine. Um, They're good <laughs> movies. They're fine, dude. I, I don't I, I don't understand that. But it's just okay. Just yeah. But, but subjective. <laughs> Billy Madison. Billy Madison is really good, and you know it was really tough not having an Adam Sandler pick on my list. Um, so I totally get where you're coming from there. Uh, this is the end. Uh, like Harry, probably the last time I saw it was in theaters. Um, it was really funny, but um, 
I think I need to give it another watch before I add it onto the list, but no, mm-hmm. no complaints there. And Napoleon Dynamite, just a fantastic movie. I think that movie was way ahead of its time, especially like the style of comedy now. Um, now that we're in a society full of memes and, and gifs and all that stuff, this is that type of comedy, but it was all the way back from 2004. I think if this movie yeah. came out now, it would do gangbuster business. Um, and it's, it is, it's super funny. Like it is very, very, very random um, with the stuff in there, but uh, all of that humor hits dude, uncle Rico <laughs> reliving his glory days. And like, you know, Napoleon talking about his sweet nunchuck skills and all this stuff or bow staff skills, whatever. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's amazing. It, so, it, just, whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it's not supposed to make sense. And it's just like, I, it just, I, I, I tried to explain it to someone and it just, you, you can't, it, you, can't. It, you, you really cannot. <laughs> like you can look at like an IMDB page and like there's their summary and it, it, I don't even think that makes sense. Yeah. It's just so, uh, I'll, I'll go up the bat for that. I'm, Harry, just watch Billy Madison, like again. Or no, I've seen Billy Revisit Madison. It. It's just I. It's, it. it's fine, dude. It's really it's fine. It's oh, also it's fine. on the Channing Tatum. Um, this is the end. Probably the best Channing uh, Tatum cameo ever in a movie. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave that there. Well, there's another movie. I, that I do he remember his cameo. In, but, yeah. Uh, all right, Harry. Well, let's uh, hear your honorable mentions. Oh man, now I'm scared to to do mine because you yeah. guys are. I've been so judgy about your lists uh, so far. So uh, I kind of grouped some movies together, and I think mine's longer than you guys because mm-hmm. I uh, our our rules were were fast and loose with this. So I yeah. uh, decided to take advantage of that. So as you'll see throughout my uh, Fave fives as well. Um, so first honorable mention is actually two movies. One, uh, Paper Moon uh, from 1973. And what's up, Doc? From 1972. Now uh, I put these movies on the list because they're a little bit older and obviously way before our time. Um, but what in Paper Moon? It's a bit. It takes place during the Great Depression. It's black and white. It's directed by Peter Bogdanovich, um, who also did the Last Picture Show. If you've ever seen that in a film class or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the story is about a con man who's saddled with a young girl who may or may not be his daughter. Um, they kind of form an unlikely partnership. So it's kind of. Um, it's a little bit kind of, I guess, uh, like a buddy cop type of movie. Um, with what how was that Bruce Willis them. movie? Was that Bandits? Wasn't Bandits? that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't yeah. wasn't that exactly the same premise? All right. Well, one movie was <laughs> earlier. One movie was later. All right. It, I didn't know we were starting to hate on my picks already. Bandits so did it better. Wait, 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 a long podcast. Isn't this the synopsis of Old Boy? <laughs> oh jesus anyway all right so, yeah go ahead Aaron. so the movie stars ryan o'neill and tatum o'neill who actually won an oscar for the performance and she won mm-hmm. it at only 10 years old um and so uh it's just a really funny back and forth kind of um act they have together ryan o'neill not really um considered a great guy uh if you if you look up research from him and stories from him but um, it's a really funny movie. Highly suggested if you're looking for like kind of an older comedy to go back to. Uh, What's up, Doc? Also directed by Peter Bogdanovich. Um, so a little bit of a theme there. Uh, stars Ryan O'Neill again, uh, Madeline Kahn, and uh, Barbara Streisand. And Barbara Streisand is amazing in this movie. I never really was like a Streisand person. And then I watched her in this movie and I was smitten. Uh, she <laughs> is amazing in it. Um, it's a really funny movie. It's about an accidental mix-up. Uh, where four identical plaid overnight bags uh, leads to a series of wild and wacky situations. Um, So think of something like the Mad Mad World, if you've ever seen that movie. Um, But uh, this movie, uh, What's Up Doc, was also the first American film to credit stunt workers. So interesting on that. So it really gets out of hand towards the end. um, And it's a little bit silly, but um, it's, it's, it's pretty enjoyable with that. 
Um, next up on my list is two movies uh, that are more recent comedies because I feel like comedies is kind of, you know, taking a real big dip. I mean, especially with Netflix and, you know, the boom in streaming where it's just like, you know, I think they do a lot with comedies, but I think they're very, very subpar um, in that element. So one movie uh, was Long Shot from 2019. I actually saw it with my mom. So shout out, mom. Um, and if you've seen the movie Long Shot, there's a scene in there that um, is uh, not great to see with your mom. But uh, it's uh, it's a little uncomfortable, but it was it was pretty funny. Um, it stars Charlize Theron, Seth Rogen, um, a great uh, cameo. Well, not really a cameo, but um, supporting actor performance from O'Shea Jackson Jr. Um, and uh, it's it's a really good movie. Uh, I would highly suggest that if you haven't seen it. Uh, again, loose and fast with the rules. Another movie recently, uh, The Favorite from 2018. Now, some people might say this is a drama, but it's a really dark black comedy. Um, it's directed by Yorgos Lathamos. He's from Greece and, you know, some European humor can be a little dark there. Um, and it stars Emma Stone, uh, Olivia Coleman, who won best actress for the movie, uh, Rachel, Rachel Weiss, as I like to say, um, and it was also nominated for 10 Oscars. So, you know, I love my Oscar stuff. So, mm -hmm. uh, this is definitely a comedy. Don't care what anybody says. People let me know, stand by me. Uh, but yeah, those are two movies, uh, recently, uh, that have come out that I would consider to be really good comedies. Um, moving on to another honorable mention. Like I said, I got a lot of them. Uh, the Trip. Now, if you've never heard of The Trip, it stars Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon. Shout out to my boy, Tim. Uh, so to explain this, it's actually a, a BBC series. So over in England, they show it as a series. I believe it's about four parts, um, but there's actually multiple Trip movies. Uh, they've condensed it when, when they have a U.S. release, and it's about a two-hour movie. The TV series is about three hours. I wouldn't even call it a TV series, maybe like a special. But in the first one, they tour England, and then subsequent trips have been Italy, Spain, and Greece. So the first one came out in 2010, and I think the last one just came out last year, and we missed it uh, because, you know, COVID and everything, uh, mm -hmm. me and Tim did. so. But every time I leave those, those films, I'm just smiling ear to ear. It's a great time. Um, you know, Steve Cooney and Rob Brydon do a lot of impressions. And, you know, it's, uh, it's highly, highly recommend that if you're looking for, you know, a fun, a fun two hours there. Um, and then the final, final two movies that I'm recommending, um, they came out when I was like 16 and 17 years old back in 2004 and 2005. They, they almost made my list. And then I just, I felt like, um, I had to go back and, you know, do some deep searching and, and I figured out what my, what my fave five was, but these two didn't make it, but one is Anchorman in 2004. I was 16 when that movie came out. So that hit right all, all the right notes. Um, I think it's Will Ferrell's best movie. Um, I think I, Greg, you might've said Step Brothers was his best, but mm -hmm. I consider this to be his best. I just love the silliness of it. I love when the news teams meet up for the fight. Um, and all the cameo performances in that. Um, just an incredible movie. Um, 40 Year Old Virgin uh, is my other choice from 2005. This was probably, I think, maybe the first movie I saw as a rated R, old enough to go see it movie. And it was in a packed house, 500 people in the theater over at the good old Neshaminy 24, um, you know, near me. And uh, that that movie, you just, you know, you're in a good comedy when like you can't even hear some of the dialogue in the movie because the audience is just howling. Um, and it, it, it literally was probably going to be number five on my list, but I bumped it for another movie just because of, you know, I, again, I just transport myself into some of these experiences. And when I first saw it and try not to think about it from a rewatch and just how I felt about it as a comedy, uh, after that. So lay it on me, boys. What, what's my problems? Tell me. 
Do you What's mind if I do you mind if I uh, step in? For oh a chance? God! Unbelievable. <laughs> Go for it. Well, well, Harry, first of all, um, I would love to comment on your picks, but you have like 20 of them and I haven't seen half Listen, of them. So, listen fast. <laughs> because they're not fast. comedies. Um, they're comedies, bro. Let's, Come let's on. Let's run down your list here. IMDb right. it. Long shot. Haven't seen. Don't care. The favorite. <laughs> um, <laughs> the favorite is a dramedy, not a comedy. It it's looks a like comedy. a dramedy. Um, Look it up on IMDb. You know how I know it's not a comedy? Because it was nominated for Oscars. Those never oh my get goodness. comedies never get nominated. Well, and you know that. You well, know wait. that. But in, no. in, in in defense with this, The Martian was nominated for Oscars, and I'm pretty sure that won like best comedy at the Golden Globes. Yeah, well, Golden Globes is a whole other beast. But but, but I'm just saying. But I, Greg, I agree. Okay, <laughs> oh thank my you. God, haters, uh, dude. I will give you props for 40 year old virgin and anchor man. Those are two fantastic movies, and especially 40 year old nice. virgin. I I would put that even further up. Um. But I, I can't I can't comment negatively on those uh, paper moon and what's up, Doc. I think it's great that you just plucked a couple films out of obscurity to, to make it seem like you're knowledgeable. But- oh, my God. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Criterion channel. Help me catch all these films that I never would have seen. So thank you. Yeah, sure. And Sponsor the trip, us, thanks. The trip. Sure, it was released theatrically, but oh so was God, game. Here we go. So was Game of Thrones, my friend. That doesn't mean oh it's a, a friggin' comedy or a movie or whatever. Um, it's, dude, so it's a movie. It's not. It's not a movie in its original okay. country. It's not. Okay. Um, That's fine. So yeah, I don't know. Your list. You could is, be wrong. Your list is very sus, my friend. Uh, right. Hands, what do you think about it? Yeah, I, I, I. I Forty-year-old virgin anchor man, I agree with completely. Um, I wanted, I did want to see long shot. I just, I didn't get around to seeing it. And I, and, I, and um, the trip. It's another one. I know. I, you and Tim have recommended it to me, and I just haven't gone to Great time. And Great you, time. Re- you recommended the favorite. I, I don't know much about it. I, you know, I'm sure if it was nominated, it was great. It's probably at my Oscar party. You sure picked it, it was to probably, win for a bunch yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it's probably a drama. Drumming, Unbelievable. You know, and you nominated two movies that were apparently directed by the shooting guard for the Hawks. Um, but, and so um, I, yeah, I, 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 I'm sure they're great movies. I, I'm sorry. I just haven't seen them. Listen, I'm sorry. I was so hurtful to your list and you felt like you needed to lash out boys, but am I wrong just, now? The, you're he, completely he, wrong. He is fine. a shooting guard for the Hawks, right? No, Bogdanovich. <laughs> For those listening to the audio, only no. Harry is just uh, face palming. <laughs> um, Moving on. Moving well, on. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully you change it up for your fate five because that was pretty brutal. Nope. But, um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> so we'll get started with my fate five. Uh, my first pick is a classic from 1994. And if I, none of my picks are in order, but if I had to say one favorite comedy of all time, this would probably be it. Uh, Dumb and Dumber, um, directed by the Farrelly brothers. You got Jim Carrey, Jeff Daniels, Lauren Holly, all superb in their roles. Um, I just, this movie, I've seen it a hundred times and I still laugh. Um, I mean, what more can I say? It's, it's a classic. Uh, you know, I quote it all the time. It's, it's just amazing. And, it, you know, I, I don't think I know anybody that hasn't seen Dumb and Dumber. Um, and I don't know anybody that dislikes it. Uh, and that speaks, uh, yeah, Harry's giving me a look already, but that speaks to, um, it's broad appeal and, and just how funny it is. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's my first of my fave fives. What do you guys think about 
D and D. Do Do we want to just get this out of the way, Howard? Do you want to take this? Uh, I mean, I don't really have anything. I mean, it's an enjoyable movie. I laughed with it. It was six when I came out, so I didn't obviously see it when it was out in theaters. Um, but it's just, I think, a movie that was a little bit before my time. Not to call Greg old, mm. um, but uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, I just it doesn't it doesn't hit me the way. But I, I do think Jim Carrey is great in it. Um, I mean, he obviously went to do you know a lot of good '90s comedies or wacky comedies i guess would be a better word for it but uh yeah i enjoy it i don't think it's bad i wanted to save the suspense there and make you think i was gonna say it's bad but um it's just it's not top tier for me uh on that okay so. fair um uh, greg i agree i i would put it on my list it would definitely be i uh, i think out of the other movies i think i've la- like i just i laughed a little more but it is a classic you can't take away from that it it's it's probably has some of the craziest scenes that I, I think at that time, like in the early nineties, like in the, when he's in the bathroom and he's pooping <laughs> is, is just, it just, it's so crazy. Cause he keeps thinking of different excuses of why, like, he's like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just shaving. Shaving. Yeah. And you're like, what, <laughs> why, what? Um, but there's like just the dialogue in that is, is, is genius where, you know, he's talking to Mary and she's, he says like, you know, I'll pick you up at seven 45. And she's like, well, how about quarter of eight? which is and and he just looks like he's like dead serious and i think the way that they play it out like is yeah. is so is so great and you give a lot of props to like to jeff daniels i know he wasn't necessarily like a comedic actor mm-hmm. um and and jim jim carrey i and i believe ace ventura was before dumb and dumber yeah um and he like kind of had that comedic background but jeff daniels didn't and uh, as much as he did and it, it just they, the way they play off each other it, it's a shame that the sequel what like exists because it really t- it took a lot of it out for me like when i go back to the first and i watch the first one i'm like ah, like i like i still love it but then i know like this story keeps going after this and it's just not good yeah you just gotta erase the prequel and the sequel from yeah. existence um you know it, it is what it is but hey the Farrelly brothers i mean they really knocked it out of the park with this they have some big hits and big misses they are very like very uneven when it comes to yeah. directing um but with this i i don't think there's any doubt that you know this is firmly I in actually, the uh, the hits yeah i actually prefer there's something about mary uh over this one for mm-hmm. i think that was a little bit later i think like 98 or something yeah um but that was definitely one of the you know when you're not old enough to watch your r-rated movie but somebody's <laughs> got a copy um you end up checking it out and that one i think is, is more enjoyable for me but yeah, this is why this is why we make such great good friends. We all have different tastes, so that, that this is great. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, so that was my first pick. Hands, how about you? Um, I'm going to go with Horrible Bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another one that I, I would probably I, I wouldn't put it up there as like my as like top three for me. It's definitely top five, um, but I, I think the cast of like how Bateman, Charlie Day, and um, Sudeikis play off each other is. is just they have such great on-screen chemistry and you know Bateman is usually the same role in every movie he's in where he's like the straight guy who like you know has to deal with like idiots ever like and I I think he just plays it so well Charlie Day who up until a certain point he's like more mature than his character room it's always sunny and then at one point in the movie he becomes like Charlie which I think is phenomenal Um, but then you have like other actors who kind of step out of their comfort zone where um, 
Jennifer Aniston, who she's always kind of been America's sweetheart in terms from Friends and never really took on like an, an R-rated role like this. And the way she's how she acts as like a sex addict is just is it it cracks me up because you're watching and some of the things you hear her say, you're like, whoa, like this is this is not Jennifer Aniston. Like this is weird. Um, and then you also look at um, at Kevin Spacey's like villain. Um, say what you want about him outside of out of movies. I you know, I, he's a terrible person. Absolutely. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the, but you look like his performance in this, cause he always kind of did that straight role and he's such like a, a, like a jerk and such a, like, a, like such a terrible person, like in this, like, and just portrays like as, as a, a horrible boss. And, and I don't want to like, <laughs> Hope this doesn't. Get it wasn't like, a far leap for him. I, I yeah. I, <laughs> I, I hope this isn't taken like the wrong way. Um, what I'm about to say, but it's like you you take these like three average guys who have regular jobs, and I'm not I'm not gonna say I ever thought about you know murdering my boss, especially <laughs> one of I think at one point both of you were my superior. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> but I you think about it where you're like you've had these horrible people who run like who are in charge of your professional life. And you've and I don't want to say you've thought about it, but you're just like, just what would happen if I just walked up and just like knocked this guy right in the face, like for for whatever reason? And I think that kind of like, and you also have the like Jamie Fox in it, who is like has a like I don't want to say it's a cameo, it's a smaller role, but it just mm-hmm. I, I think everything about it, it just the dialogue in it is 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 perfect. And you know, I I I the second one I I enjoy not definitely not as much as the first one. I think it has its moments. But I think they, they kind of tried to just recreate the first one, it basically, which I don't yeah. think works in in some comedies. Yeah, absolutely. Harry, what do you think? I mean, I, Horrible Bosses definitely has its moments. Um, I think what is it the second one that has Colin Farrell, or is that the first one? Uh, the first one where he's the co- he's like, like a coke addict, and he right, yeah. right, yeah, because he's Sudeikis's boss, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he really give, it turns it up a notch in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, horrible bosses for me is an enjoyable comedy. I mean, the Jamie Fox you know part in that is is pretty funny where they're trying to get him uh, involved and trying to help knock off their bosses. I mean, I think it's a relatable thing. And like you were saying, Chris, with you know, hey, you know, you have a terrible boss, and like you know, what would I do one day? It's like probably you would be sent to HR or the cops would find out. So probably those things would happen or you'd be, and you'd be fired. So in that order. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a enjoyable movie. And like you said, the, the three main leads, uh, Charlie, uh, Jason and Jason uh, have really good chemistry together. And that's, you know, partially why, you know, or mostly why they did the the sequel for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, as far as the, the first one goes for me, I, it's not quite type, top tier for me uh but i do think it's really enjoyable um and i mean it was it was really great to see some of these actors and actresses uh stepping out of the comfort zone like you mentioned uh mm-hmm. you know jennifer aniston it was a vastly different uh character than you know rachel from yeah. friends so um it was cool seeing her play something like that um uh, and you know uh colin farrell very fun um well, not fun, but <laughs> interesting to see. Uh, the sequel was a little forgettable for me. Yeah. Um, still good, but not great. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can totally buy this uh, being on someone's list. So I think you got a solid pick here. All right, no problem. It, it wasn't. It was. It, it wasn't from uh, 1972. 
directed by <laughs> someone. We've so it was one of my some honorable mentions. One yeah. of my <laughs> good God. All right, let's see you what guys have no taste. Has. You guys have no taste. Expand your palate, losers. All right. Um, well, why don't you expand it for us? What do you got? So my my first choice. Speaking of bad sequels, um, The Hangover, uh, mm-hmm. two thousand nine. Uh, directed by Todd Phillips, who most recently directed The Joker, for those of you who somehow haven't seen Hangover. Um, and this was, you know, obviously a pure comedy. I, I call it kind of a dumb comedy. You can kind of turn your brain off. You don't really need to think about it. Um, and I think like Chris was saying earlier about Horrible Bosses, I think everybody's kind of thought about, you know, the bachelor party in Vegas. You know, obviously we don't live very close to Vegas, so maybe more of Atlantic City for us. Um, Chris has great memories there. But, um, you know, that, that, we have another podcast just for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's you know, it's about four buddies who go out for a bachelor party and one of them goes missing and, you know, chaos ensues that night and they can't remember and they're trying to re- retrace their steps. I mean, we've all probably been there at least once again, another relatable you know, topic um, kind of, you know, Bradley Cooper was first in Wedding Crashers, another great comedy, um, mm-hmm. you know, but this is kind of where I feel like he kind of developed as a star. Hangover was like, again, it just goes back to the moment for me where it was like everybody had felt like, at, you know, when that movie came out was like, dude, have you seen Hangover? Hilarious. And, you know, I think what helped that movie was, you know, Bradley Cooper, you know, kind of a star creating performance. Uh, Ed Helms is great in that. I know I think he was on The Office during that time, you know, so it was good to see him kind of, you know, be annoying, but not as annoying as he was on The Office. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zach Galifianakis, Zach Galifianakis takes it up like a notch, a memorable character. Um, you know, when he, all his lines, you know, his songs, the, you know, the poem that he has to read, you know, him hanging out with the baby, um, just, uh, it really gets you laughing. I think I saw that with Tim as at an early screening, um, again, just, you know, enjoy watching comedies with Tim, but this one for me, I think stood out a little bit over the other two, just because again, you know, seeing it in a packed house, you know, probably seen it multiple times. It's just a hilarious movie, but again, Another movie, you know, probably a little dated, uh, like Greg was saying earlier with one of his honorable mentions with some of the comedy, you know, similar to Clerks 2, where it's like, you know, on second watch, you know, in 2020 and 2021, you know, not really the best humor all the time, you know, a little bit biting with it, but um, and a little bit offensive. But, uh, you know, at the time in the moment when I saw it definitely uh, was was a one that sticks as a favorite for me. All right. So I take it back. This is this is a fantastic pick you have here. <laughs> This is one that I wrestled with and, you know, it didn't make it into my my fave five or my honorable mentions, but it was very, very close. Uh, Just a great, great movie. And um, yeah, I mean, I was chuckling even as you were mentioning some of the scenes there, uh, you know, Alan and uh, him with his poem on the rooftop. And now we're uh, (laughs) a wolf pack and, uh, you know, him playing poker, uh, asking where the the phone bank is all of this stuff. I mean, it was just a great movie. Uh, Mike Tyson's cameo can't be understated. I mean, yeah. he was awesome in that as well. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's a really, really good movie uh, sequels. Uh, second one was also good. I thought, but the third one um, was pretty forgettable. Honestly, I don't remember anything about the third one other than John Goodman being in it. Um, mm. So but yeah, I mean, you, you have a great pick here. Uh, Hans, what do you think about The Hangover? No, I I, it, I love it. And it's Harry. Good, good choice. Good. Oh, thanks, guys. Is, <laughs> really sucking uh, up to probably beat me down later. By Appreciate a director it. whose name I can pronounce. Um, <laughs> um, no, you, you guys like nailed it. And uh, it's this is another one where uh, it doesn't work with with without like this cast. I feel like if 
if you recast any one of these four leads or well, three leads, um, cause Doug's yeah, I mean, Doug like is kind of inconsequential. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like if you recast any of those three leads, it doesn't work as well. Um, like you have, um, Bradley Cooper, who's like, yeah, he's like the straight, like, like the straight edge kind of like sneaky, like wants to get like, has the, has like the really like crazy ideas, but yeah. I feel like he, you know, is once trouble, but you know, once it comes up, he's like kind of like wants to run from it. Like it kind of reminds me of like Vince Vaughn in uh in old school. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have like Zach Galifianakis, who I I don't even think he might have been on my radar in terms of like in terms of like comedic actors. I don't re- really remember him from that much. I think this really put him on on the map. Yeah, I don't even sure. know if there's another Zach Galifianakis movie that I enjoy other mm-hmm. than Hangover. Um, but he he nails it, and yeah, and. Ed Helms, yeah, he he did leave the office for uh, to film these, um, which I thought it like on the office he's very annoying, and I think he's he's perfect. lovable but annoying. Yeah, it, it as you know as it gets like further and further, I'm like, I this guy like he's got to go. Um, they need to make more hangovers to get him off the show. Um, but other than that, I mean, you're right. It, it's that that scenario where you you always imagine yourself like being in like like having that like big bachelor party and you know just things going bananas and as they're recreating the night it just feels like it gets more bizarre like and crazier like you know they show the pictures at the end of the movie which i love when they're like hugging yeah. the tiger and oh great this, yeah great end credits oh yeah that's one of the, like the very few like end credit scenes that i actually like can kind of remember and recall where it's just like just yeah. so much stupid stuff is happening but yeah good good pick Harry. i i enjoy this one Hans, did you see? Um, I want to say the name of the movie is Due Date with uh, Zach yeah, with, Galifianakis uh, and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah the the it. the uh, unofficial reboot of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <laughs> yes, I yes. thought that was pretty funny. It was it was all right. I, I think that's another one where like I think they play off of each other, but it just I, I feel like Zach Galifianakis. Like I, there's another movie that I saw him in. I can't remember what the name of it was where he plays like a mental patient, and it's mm-hmm. more like a, of a straight role for him. Like he's not like over the top. And I, I don't like actors who basically, and I, we're probably going to touch on this in a little bit with one of my movies, but who just basically are like the same character mm. over and over. And they just like kind of mm. like recycle every, and, and due date's good. It's, it's an enjoyable movie, but I just, I think at that point, like, like Zach Galifianakis for me is always going to be like from the hangover. And it's just like, I want to see him kind of take like more, I don't want to say dramatic roles, but just different stretches, acting yeah. wings. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, all right, so moving on to my next pick. Now this is uh, this is kind of a hot take here, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, my next pick is next Friday. Um, so I actually, I you know, I'm not gonna lie. Friday, the first movie is a better movie overall, but right. I think next Friday is a better comedy. I I much prefer Day Day um, to Smokey. Uh, I think Uncle Elroy is fantastic. Um, I mean, just the movie itself, the situations, uh, Baby D, Pinky. You got all these excellent characters that are just so much funnier than the situation in the first one. I think the first one was kind of like a slice of life movie with some comedy in it, whereas this one is more like a sitcom movie style. Um, And I just I think it's hysterical. Uh, Anything with Pinky and and his record store uh, and DJ Qualls. I mean, all that stuff was great. (laughs) I'm just thinking about the uh, 
the African guy that came in. I can't get jiggy with this. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's fantastic. So yeah. Uh, next Friday is one of those movies where actually let me rewind a bit. When I see movies on TV, uh, generally I'll stay away from watching them because I want to watch the full movie and I don't want to be interrupted by commercials and stuff like that. There are very few movies where if it's on TV, I'll actually jump in and next Friday is one. So no matter where mm. it's at, I'm in on that. Um, it's just, it's that good. It's that funny to me. Uh, so again, you know, props, all props to the first one. I think it's a fantastic movie, but uh, as far as comedies go, next Friday just has a beat. The third one gets a lot of hate. Um, I actually think that's pretty funny too, but nowhere near the level of next Friday. Uh, hands. What do you think about this? I- you can't take these movies seriously, to be honest. Like, you're right. The first one is a much better movie, and mm-hmm. it is, like, I, I feel like a lot, like, I don't want to say it's, like, relatable, but it's, like, yeah, like, it's, like, kind of, like, a more down-the-earth movie. Like, mm-hmm. it, like the, the the biggest threat is, like, a neighborhood bully. But then, like, yeah, he, uh, Craig moves away and meets Day-Day, who's the, like, I prefer Smokey, but Day-Day is just, like, just a, such a, a, a wacky character, which is perfect <laughs> for that movie. And, um, who plays Pinky? Is it um, it's not Cat. Cat is it Cat Williams? No, you're that. He's in the third. He's one. in the third one. Okay, he, he plays Money Mike. That's it, Money Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so like I, I like they kind of blend together for me. Like mm-hmm. two and three. I the only scene I do remember from the second one. I remember enjoying the second one, but is when the dad is going to, I think, go get Craig, mm-hmm. and he has to stop at the restaurant and use the bathroom. Oh yeah. That's like I don't for some reason that's the only like scene that sticks out. <laughs> But it's, you know, it, those movies aren't supposed to be like, I think after the first one, like uh, the two and three, they're not supposed to be taken seriously. Like mm-hmm. they were made to be like kind of slapstick humor at that point. And they're enjoyable. I, I Debo, I, I think he's such a great actor. R.I.P. Um, uh, yeah, I know. And it's, it, it's sad he's gone. And I, I, you know, I love them in the dark night for his very small role. Um, but I, he's such a, like a good villain. He's just a, just kind of like a neighborhood bully and he is so like butthurt that he goes to like basically chase down Craig <laughs> and that's how like petty he is. And it just, I still prefer Friday over the second one, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, you can't take anything away. Like I think ice cube and, and uh, my gaps are great in that movie. Okay. Hair. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say, I think I agree with Chris. And I mean, I think if you look at my honorable mention list and some movies that I have in my fave five, I think I would say I probably enjoy Friday more than, uh, next friday but yeah it's a great series um and it does uh it has a lot of funny moments and i think you touched uh on a lot of them greg so i don't want to take up too much time on on next friday when i would say i, I do i do favor friday a little bit more okay that's fair i ends up oh go ahead. i would really love them to do like a last friday prequel and kind of do that like mm-hmm. what they did like with wet hot american summer where just have like 50 year olds play like 17 year olds <laughs> That would be fantastic. Ice yeah, Cube, I mean, true. other than his beard, he doesn't really age either. So right. I mean, Chris Tucker, have him in there. I, Chris Tucker, if they can find him, I, I feel like he probably <laughs> aged a bit, but he he is the definition of just like disappearing off the map. I don't I think after the fifth element, he was just like or no, uh Silver Lang's playbook. Mm-hmm. He he just he's gone. 
No, I want to say Silver Linings was his comeback, and then it was in between no. Fifth Element and Silver Linings. You Dude, that com- that com- no, because he did Rush Hour. He might have done like a, a third. Oh, yeah, Rush yeah, yeah. Hour. Yeah, Love yeah, Rush I, Hour. I, yeah. But he, he, like, he, they could that, that rover is probably going to find him on Mars or something. Like he, <laughs> oh, he just went away, and, and which is sad because I, I, you know, I, I don't know if there's a reason that he's not being casted or he kind of just gave up acting, mm-hmm. but or like I don't know why they I, for story purposes probably didn't bring it back for the for next Friday. But, you know, I, I, I think he's definitely I, – I would prefer him over over um, Day-Day, but, you know, it's it's still – two and threes go with Mike Epps. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, what's your next pick, Hans? So I'm going to go with The World's End, not mm-hmm. to be confused with This Is The End, which I know a lot of people <laughs> have done, um, which was in my honorable mentions. Uh, this is the third of the Cronetto trilogy by Edgar Wright. Um a lot of people prefer Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz over The World's End. Um, it, it's got basically my two favorite things. It's got some really good comedy, really good dialogue, and just like a lot of beer. <laughs> like so, it's it's you know for just to recap, four friends who after it's like fifteen years go back to basically do. It's called the Golden Mile, which is a bar crawl of twelve bars, and as they're one of them is basically just wants to complete it because they didn't do it when they were in high school, but he's kind of lost in life and the others kind of moved on. So they go back to this town and basically aliens are taking it over. Um, So as they get to each, each bar, like it just gets worse and worse. So, but I I think that Edgar Wright is such a, like such a genius when it comes to writing comedy, like, especially with that whole trilogy. Um, And he did, he did direct Scott Pilgrim. Like, correct mm-hmm. with that okay yep. um i would have i, I would have killed to see him do an ant-man movie and I, I you know i'm sad that he didn't i'm not taken away from peyton reed i just think like edgar wright would have been fantastic for that but the world's ended it's i actually watched it last night it it's so it's so great because you have um nick frost who i think is one of the best comedic actors out there in terms of like these movies um to basically switch him as like the straight the straight person who to like Simon Pegg's like, he's the one who's like always trying to get in trouble. Nick Frost is really like, just doesn't want any of this. And I think he plays that really well as the movie gets on. It's just the dialogue. gets even easier, even like crazier and crazier. Like you would have never thought like these aliens are coming out of note. Like it just, I, I can't, I can't make sense of it. Like, but the only movie Rosamund Pike, I don't hate her in. Um, <laughs> not just because I don't like her. She just plays terrible people in all her movies um and then martin freeman who you know from from the hobbit the mcu like sherlock he's another like he stands out for me with the supporting cast but you know it has all the edgar wright favorites in it i it's i think it just i that edges um hot fuzz over hot fuzz for me by a little bit but yeah i think he closed out that trilogy like on on a real high note Mm -hmm. harry what do you think yeah, I mean, um, I the World's End was, uh, I think me and Chris, you know, when it was coming out, we were really super excited for it. Um, I think Hot Fuzz just edges it out. Spoiler alert, coming up soon. Um, but uh, it's, it, is ver- it is a very funny movie. It does get a little more sci-fi and different towards the end. Um, if you guys want to, you know, make fun of my choices, uh, we'll, we'll go that route. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, Edgar writes, you know, a lot of his movies are, are fantastic and he has a, he has a brand of comedy, um, that is very enjoyable. Greg. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I like the pick, but uh, I think Shaun of the Dead actually edges it Ooh. out for me. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I prefer Shaun of the Dead, but The World's End is really good. Here's the thing. I wasn't the biggest fan of them involving aliens and it devolving into like a sci-fi movie. If they had kept the original premise and just made it like a hangover-esque type movie, um, then I'd be all for that. But the genre switch like halfway through or whatever is really what kind of threw me for a loop. It's not a bad movie. Um, I I think it's a a fine pick, but uh, that one, the fact that it changes kind of takes it away uh, takes away from it for me but not bad yeah all right hair how about your next pick well speaking of uh edgar wright uh comedies uh hot fuzz is one of my fave fives uh you can it came out in 2007 um you can watch it right uh if you have hbo max you can stream it on there um you know simon Pegg and nick frost as we talked about second part of the cornetto trilogy um my favorite of the cornetto trilogy sean uh with that not Shaun of the dead which is greg's and world's end which is hands that's that's just so nice guys um but a lot of small cameo performances in that steve coogan martin freeman he has a bit cameo in this as opposed to the world's end uh olivia coleman also is a supporting character in this uh rory mccann who actually plays the hound uh yarp uh that's <laughs> that's pretty much the line for his character uh jim broadbent and uh, Timothy Dalton, who's a former Bond movie. So, and with Hot Fuzz, if, if, if you've never seen it, um, it basically is about this, this perfect cop who's the greatest at his job, kind of like a super, not a superhero, but he basically is the best cop in the world. Uh, and he gets stationed in this small town, but he starts to notice that there's some weird things about it. Um, and if you've ever seen Bad Boys 2 or Point Break, you're in for a, for a great time. Uh, with that so that movie is a uh, reference there's even some shot for shots um, you know with the helicopter flying over towards the end uh, like Greg was saying what's different about this one is it doesn't go to aliens it goes to kind of like a final 30 minute like action-packed you know shootout movie um, which I uh, thoroughly enjoyed uh, with that but um, you know just some of the comedic moments um, you know in the very beginning when uh, when Simon Pegg he goes to the bar and he finds out that all the underage kids are drinking in there and he's just looking around and it's like when, when's your birthday and the kid cites off his birthday and he's like what year he's like every year and then um, another another underrated scene I think is when uh, when um, when Simon Pegg's talking to Jim Broadbent and he's like he had a great big bushy beard <laughs> <laughs> um, so I always, uh, enjoy that reference as well, as far as it, but, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a smart action, funny comedy movie. Um, and it kind of works in that, you know, that trilogy there. And I think it's a, it's a great genre for, for it. Yeah. I mean, look, you can't go wrong with Edgar Wright, uh, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. the Cornetto trilogy or even outside of that, um, none of his movies are bad. I, Hot Fuzz out of the Cornetto trilogy is the least favorite of mine, but that's like oh. saying, you know, a, I, I like chocolate and dark chocolate is my least favorite. You know, yeah. I still like chocolate. Um, it's just different. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, another solid pick. And, um, you know, you, like you said, the action, uh, the cast is great. It's all good. So, Hans, what do you think about it? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I still prefer The World's End over Hot Fuzz. But it, it this is basically if Point Break and Bad Boys had a baby. Like this, it would be this movie and that, and Harry summed it up perfectly. Like if, if you've seen those two movies and you enjoy them, it's just silly action and how the story plays out. Like the second half is like with the whole twist and turns and it just, you really, you really don't know where 
Like I think with Shaun of the Dead and The World's End, um, I think with those you kind of know where the story's going for the most part. Like you're you're right with the second half of The World's End, it becomes like kind of a generic sci-fi. There isn't like that twist and turn, but I feel like with Hot Fuzz there is like a a, a real big level of mystery of how like who's committing these crimes and why mm-hmm. and the reason behind it and you know who's all involved so um i i i am not taking anything away from hot fuzz at all i i, I love all three of those movies um so i it, it is that last 30 minutes action scene is just is is bonkers but i it i won't turn it off if it's on it, it's so good good stuff uh, all right. So moving on to my next pick, I have a comedy from 2011, uh, Bridesmaids, uh, directed by Paul Feig of the much maligned Ghostbusters remake. Um, but here. Great remake. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. But here he absolutely knocks it out of the park. Um, so I was able to see an advanced screening of this and I just remember being blown away at how funny it was. This is one of those where I was laughing, uh, until I was crying. It was just so good. And, you know, the, um, the popular trope, uh, or I guess it used to be popular was that, you know, women, um, aren't funny. This absolutely smashes that misconception, um, because they are. Uh, the cast is mainly women and they're all stellar in it. Everyone, uh, Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph come off as genuine friends. And, you know, maybe that's because of their time on SNL together. Um, Rose Byrne, just uh, tremendous. And earlier, um, Hans, you know, you had mentioned uh, with Zach Galifianakis, like you, you kind of want to see him break away. He always kind of plays the same part. This, this for me was the movie that put Melissa McCarthy on the map and, in this, she is just tremendous. She kind of goes to play on similar characters after this, um, or you know, expanded and goofy. But uh, but here, she has that goofiness. But there's also something um, I don't want to say naive, but like maybe down to earth about her. And she just she plays it genuine. And it's like, hey, yeah, I kind of know people like that. Uh, but this movie is just so so funny. Uh, I rewatched it again the other day um, <laughs> and I, I was chuckling at, at it again. Uh, you know, it absolutely lives up to uh, the hype and it, um, it ages well, it doesn't age at all really. So yeah. very happy to have this as a, a pick on my list. Uh, Hans, what do you think about Bridesmaids? It, it's, I've probably only seen it like two or three times, but uh, it, it is a really good, it, it came out of nowhere for me, um, mm-hmm. especially with, uh, I always thought like Kristen Wiig and, um, and Maya Rudolph, like they're on Saturday Night Live. I think they like overdid it a lot in terms of like overacting. And I, I feel like it came off as kind of like a little too much for me. Um, so uh, I like their chemistry in this movie and they're not like over the top. I mean, it's not a Saturday Night Live movie, so I don't really expect it to be. Mm-hmm. But even like the other supporting cast, like Melissa McCarthy, my favorite. I'm not a big fan of hers. Like you're right. I feel like as she goes on. um, like throughout her career, she kind of plays the same kind of role, um, like with a few other exceptions. But um, her the scene on the airplane when she's talking to the the air marshal mm-hmm. and keeps trying to get him to show him his gun, which I, and I later found out is her real life husband. Right. Um, but I think that it just I, I think her character is is down to earth and just so like curious and and doesn't mean any harm and ends up being like the heart of the movie. I think at one point when with Kristen Wiig, when they sit down, like, so 
I think that really came out of nowhere with Melissa McCarthy. I wasn't really familiar with her before this, but then you have like Ellie Kemper from the office who, mm-hmm. who was great. I, um, I can't remember. I've seen him in other projects, the cop boyfriend. Oh yeah. Chris O'Dowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I've seen him. I like another, th- another project. He's funny. Um, Paul Feig. I'm not a huge movie fan of his. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's not bad. Um, I'm more, I'm more like his work in like the office and Arrested development. I think he did great with that. Um, but for for a Paul Feig movie, I, I do enjoy it. It's not I wouldn't put up there as one of my favorites, but it is it is a very enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. Harry, how about you? What's your take? Yeah, I mean, I think this one's a hit out of the park, Greg. Um, I mean, it's definitely memorable. I remember when it was, you know, first coming out, you know, the tagline was like, it's the, it's the female hangover. And I think as far as a movie, it's it's 100 percent a better movie than The Hangover as far as the, the story that it tells. Um, and like you were saying earlier, Greg, I think the connection with the characters, they they feel so relatable mm-hmm. or they feel as though like, oh, I know that, you know, one type of, of girl or, oh, I know that one type of guy with it. Um, but, yeah, it, it's definitely uh, a comedy for me that is it was was just right outside of my of my top list. I mean, just when they're trying on the. Um, the bridesmaids dresses um, was a great scene. And uh, another John Hamm, just like showing up in, in small parts in this movie is hilarious. Um, I mean, especially if you've ever watched mad men um, you know, the, uh, the wife loves the, the ham. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think in what I also enjoy about the movie as well is that even though like towards the second half of the movie, it changes like mm-hmm. kind of the tone of it in a little bit, it becomes a little bit more dramatic. It, I think it works really well with what the characters are going through. Um, and it's definitely a, uh, it's definitely a home run from you for your for a choice, Greg. Awesome. Uh, okay. Another, another movie with a bizarre poop scene. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, is, and I'm that to see a trend of what's going on in the movies that we've selected so far. <laughs> that that scene is so memorable. I mean, anybody yeah. that's seen Bridesmaids, you just go up to them, Bridesmaids wedding dress scene, and they know exactly what what you're talking uh, yeah. about. I think she pulls that off. Like Melissa McCarthy pulls that off like perfectly. Like just mm-hmm. and it is her, right? It's oh just, well, all of them do. All I mean, them, yeah. All, yeah, yeah. I think in the sink. I think it's like oh, she yeah. jumped it. Yeah, oh, geez, <laughs> look yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to think <laughs> about it. Yeah. I, I just—it's the third movie we've mentioned, and so far that's probably the most memorable one so far. My my favorite uh, person in that scene is Kristen Wiig because she's just pouring sweat. Oh, yeah. She's she's <laughs> trying, to, yeah, she's that trying one? to hold it in and save face to Rose Byrne's character, and she's just like, "I'm just I'm hungry. That's all." <laughs> it's so good. Um, but moving on, uh, hands. What is your next pick? All right, so my next one, I'm trying to think which one I was going to go with, but I am going to go with Tommy Boy. Mm. Um, now, I know I've said it before in terms of we talk about character, like actors who go and basically play the same role in every movie. Um, it's Chris Farley. I mean, he was built for like that kind of comedy. Um, uh, knowing like I he's probably my favorite comedic actor, like even though he's, you know, he's been gone for a long time. Like I still hold his movies kind of over uh, like all his movies over higher regard over like some of the current ones I've seen. But um, I, I just think like there's, there's so much like heart in that story as you watch it. And it's not like where it kind of shifts like halfway, like you kind of see like Tommy as this just like wants to do well, but he's basically I, lack of a better word, an idiot. Mm-hmm. And, but he just really wants to like help his, his father's business succeed after he dies. Um, and then you have David Spade who David Spade is 
is very hit or miss for me. And I think in this kind of role with, I don't think he's as good as an actor outside of like with Chris Farley. I mean, I've seen him in like Grown Ups, which I'm not a huge Grown Ups fan. Like I'm not a huge David Spade fan, even like, I think like Joe Dirt is okay. But I, I think like he's great as that like straight character for Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. Um, I can recite Tommy Boy from beginning to the end. Like I, I can just do it right now if you want me to. I won't. But <laughs> okay. um, you don't. Have to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think like um, you know, it just some of the scenes in that movie where like when they hit their goal and he like wakes up in the bed when David Spade's knocking on the door and he keeps trying to wake him up with the housekeeping, and some of the things he says and he wakes up and he's just wearing like the tidy, tidy underwear. And he gives like David Spade a hug. I just I, I don't know why that that, that like sticks out with me like with that movie. But I, I, I just, it's so slapstick, but, you know, it had like an unofficial sequel with Black Sheep. Um, but it, it, Black Sheep was basically a remake of that like two years later. Um, but I just, I, it just, I think Chris Farley, like he, he does that humor, like that humor so well. It's a shame that that kind of went on to, he didn't do enough to, you know, basically he didn't have the opportunity to change his path and like reinvent himself as like either a dramatic actor. But I, I think that it was his first movie coming off of SNL, like as a star mm-hmm. and it just shot him up to the moon. But, you know, unfortunately it, it kind of, he didn't really have the opportunity to kind of go further. Hmm. Um, so confession time, I have not seen Tommy boy, uh, not all the way through. I've seen bits and okay. pieces. Here's, here's the thing. I tried watching it like 10 years ago and I just could not get into it. I, I couldn't. Chris Farley, I loved him on SNL. And, you know, I think it's a shame that, that he's not with us anymore because he was super talented, super funny. But out of all his movies, uh, I can't think of any that he starred in that I've seen. Uh, they just didn't appeal mm. to me. Or like when I would start to watch them, I just couldn't get into it. Coneheads, maybe, but I, I I wouldn't. He was more like a supporting actor. In yeah, that. I, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you know, Beverly Hills Ninja, uh, Black Sheep, Tommy Boy. Those I just I couldn't get into. So I'm happy that you like him so much. <laughs> but uh, this movie is not for me. Um, Hair, what's what's your take? Listen, I don't think I need to say anything because I think Greg said everything. Um, not a movie for me. Um, never really got into it. Don't think I've ever seen the the movie in full. I'm glad you love it. Um, I know how much Chris Farley means to you, so I'm not going to trash it. But uh, yeah, it's just a movie that is not on my uh, not on my comedy comedy list. But happy it's on yours. You know what? what? Maybe maybe after the episode's over, I'll have you recite the dialogue, and maybe it'll be funnier for me. Listen, if we ever need yeah, if we ever need content, we know what we can turn to. So what if what if I told you that it was actually directed by Peter Bogdanovich? Dude, unbelievable. He's a good director. He's won Academy Awards. Yeah, also it was nominated for three Oscars. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Glad, glad this got turned on me. I was nice to you. I was nice to you for not seeing uh, the movie. All right. So moving on from Tommy Boy, Harry, what's your pick? So my pick is a movie from 2010. Uh, it's called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Uh, another Edgar Wright movie, so he's appearing a little bit, uh, well, a lot on our list. Uh, you can stream this movie on Netflix right now, which um, if you have Netflix, go ahead. Uh, it's got actually a pretty banging cast. Uh, Michael Sarah, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, Anna Kendrick, Jason Schwartzman, uh, Aubrey Plaza, Chris Evans, Brie Larson. It's got Captain America and Captain Marvel in it. And a former Superman, Brandon Routh, 
mm-hmm. uh, is also he makes an appearance in there. And the star of the movie for me is Kieran Culkin. Uh, for those of you who don't watch Succession on HBO, uh, check it out. Um, I won't give you my HBO login like somebody on this podcast has, but um, he is he steals the movie for me. And just the dialogue in the movie really stands out. I forgot when I watched it recently how long it actually takes to get to the Battle of the Ex-Boyfriends. It's about a two-hour movie. It takes almost one-fourth of the movie to get there to that point. Um, but it meant... It, it melds fantasy comedy video game elements work really well in it. Um, and it's just, uh, I mean, I, I always think of the Chris Evans fight scene just cause you're watching captain America fight this guy and he loses. Um, so that's a really funny scene, but any scene with Kieran Culkin in it is great. Cause he just comes in with these little one liners, these little, I mean, literally, uh, you know, while they're putting on one of their shows, he's literally commenting from the top, from the rafters, just, you know, heckling, um, but yeah, it's, it's a really, really funny movie to me, but it works on so many different levels. Um, you know, it's also a comic book series, um, you know, Scott Pilgrim versus the world um, and just really love it. We wish they would make a sequel or hope that there's a sequel or hope that they do something with it because uh, it's a really fun uh, seri- uh, movie there for it. I miss it series because the comic book is a series. So, yeah. Thoughts. What do you guys think? You're going to trash this one, too? Hands too much of a it. comic book movie? <laughs> I it's my least favorite Edgar Wright movie. But oh my goodness! I, I, trash I, take. I, I okay. Um, I, so I, I've seen it once. I <sighs> I I remember probably very little from it. I I don't think I liked enough to go back and kind of revisit it. I would like to, but it wasn't a bad movie. I, I remember the action, you know, being really really well done in it. Um, Michael Sarah, I know. I I. You know, I, I know him from either Arrested Development or Superbad. Um, I know this kind of put him on a map too. Um, but it, it's good. I, I don't remember. I did, I forgot, you know, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was in it and she plays – what's her name? I, I don't even remember. Ramona um, Flowers, my friend. Ramona Flowers, yeah. <laughs> um, the main lead yes, with I, Michael I, Sarah's character. I, I don't remember too much. I do remember like Chris Evans. I do remember some of the, the evil boyfriends. Um I, I would like to go back and revisit it. I yeah, you you should. Know, one day I will. Um, probably in the next like five years I'll watch it. But um, I, I remember it being funny and enjoyable. Just you know, I'm not taking anything away from it. I'm glad no, you. No, it's you, okay. Fine. I'm glad fine. you find joy out of it. It's but fine. I, I would turn that yeah. around to a nice compliment. I appreciate it. <laughs> so I absolutely love this movie. Um, I seriously, I cannot state how much I love this movie. I think it's, it's uh, great. It's a, it's probably like a top 20 movie for me of all time. Um, I think the cast is tremendous. It is very funny. There's lots of action. I think Edgar Wright was a genius the way that he incorporated the video game stuff. Um, I read the original comics and own them. And um, this Hughes very close to that story. Uh, I just I love it. But here's the thing. Oh God, it's, here we go. It's not a comedy. It's a comedy. It's, it's action and fantasy with comedy in it. Look, my all-time favorite movie is Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is not a comedy, but it has it's comedy. It's a comedy. In it. Are you serious? It's, not, it's a sci-fi movie. Oh no, my god, you guys. Completely agree. It's Listen. a sci-fi movie. So look, I, I give you props for choosing a really good movie. It's just a shame that it doesn't apply to this list. Yeah, yeah. Listen. I mean, go ahead. Listen. Next time, next time you can make the rules that it needs to be a, it needs to fit into this perfect comedy box for you. If it's a good movie, then put it on your list, man. 
Scott Pilgrim is a great movie. You should have put Ghostbusters on here. I was surprised it wasn't on there. It's I just, it's I, not a comedy. I was pretty, it's I a pretty too. subpar movie with pretty subpar actors in it for Ghostbusters, but Ooh. that's a debate Ooh. for another time. Wow. There's fighting words, my friend. Talk about, talk about Melissa McCarthy being the same actress. When has Bill Murray ever done anything but be Bill Murray? It's pretty sad. Step Guess it up, what? Bill Murray. Uh, yeah, I you know why? Because it can't. works for him. I can't. I Whatever. can't make. I can't argue that point. That is. You don't that need is anything spot but on. Bill Murray. And okay. don't turn this back on me. We're talking about your pick here. Yeah. And hey, how it doesn't belong pick. on the Listen, list. <laughs> let the people decide that it's a comedy. If you go on IMDb, which I've cited four or five times, it's yeah. a, it's listed under comedy as well. It's a comedy as yeah. well because it's also fantasy and action. All right. Well, what do you What do you want a movie to pick? Just be straight up comedy? Is that what primarily? The primarily comedy. It's primarily a comedy. Go Go mm-hmm. watch the movie. Well, you don't need to watch the movie, Chris. Watch the movie again. <laughs> All right, and no. tell me you're not laughing. Yeah, you can be the tiebreaker, Chris. I've, I've seen I've seen clips of it. I I'll, I would put it in that like comedy kind of range, and especially like, Ew. and I would take it like especially so with the director right like Edgar Wright, and mm-hmm. I you know I I think he does kind of like I think if. I don't know. Like, I don't know, like necessarily because of him, but like, I, I remember like it has definitely has that side. It, it's a comedic sci-fi kind of fantasy movie. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I would definitely put that in a comedy. There was I, one thing that I will say there was romantic comedies and I have one coming up, but like I did try to stay away from romantic comedies. Cause I feel like that's a different subgenre. but I feel like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. If you're talking about, I guess you could say it's a comic book movie, but I don't know. I feel like it's a comedy when I, I when feel I, like romantic I comedies it. have more claim to being in this than this movie would. All right, well, but that's just me. But I don't know. But I, not to take away from the movie. I, I do think it's Edgar Wright's best movie. Um, and I do really love best the movie. and worse. This so, is great, guys. Yeah, we're we're just, hitting all the notes here. <laughs> I, I And I have a question like in regards to this. What how would you classify Ragnarok Thor Ragnarok? Is that a comedy? Yeah, it's a superhero movie. Comedy. But it'd be a comedy. Split in hairs. No, I would it's say a, it's a comedy. It's a superhero movie with some comedy sprinkled in. Okay, dude. Are you kidding me? You're saying it's not a superhero movie? All right, first and foremost? A, no, of course it is a superhero movie, first and foremost. And I would categorize Scott Pilgrim as a comic book movie, first and foremost. But you could also say that about Thor Ragnarok. It's a comic book movie. So, like, what are we doing here? We're just arguing over semantics. Exactly. Listen, That's what I we're here I, for, I, baby. Professor, Professor Papa Spice, I'm sorry I didn't read <laughs> the instructions on my paper for what I was supposed to submit and that it's supposed to be purely comedy. I'll forgive you, but, um, I mean, it's coming out of your GPA, so. <laughs> it, 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 based on this whole episode, Harry, I have not been in your corner, but I'll be in your corner with this. It, Thanks, I, I, I would uh, say this comedy. guy doesn't even like the movie and he's in my corner. <laughs> I love the movie, but I don't. I'm not yeah. in the corner. Uh, all right, moving on. Let us know. Let 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 the let the listeners and the viewers. Yes, let us please know. Is comment. It, where are your thoughts on the comedies? It's a, it's a tough thing. Yeah, comment make. and let us know if this deserves to be on the list. Absolutely. Uh, moving on, I am going to go with uh, the third movie in a franchise, and that is Jackass 3D, which came out in 2010 uh directed 3d by, yes well look and you don't have to see the 3d version but no, um, of course uh i did starring the you know jackass crew johnny knoxville steve-o bam margera johnny knoxville probably has the funniest laugh outside of seth rogan um he's just he's <laughs> he has this jackal cackle and uh when he starts laughing you can't help but laugh along with it but uh jackass man i mean very 
it's interesting to say stupid people doing stupid things is innovative, um, but it was as a series. And I feel like the third is the culmination. Each movie progressively got better. The, the first movie was better than most of the stuff on the series, the TV show. Uh, the second movie was better than the first and the third movie kind of topped all of that off. Um, I rewatched it again last night and was just cracking up at some of the stunts. Uh, I mean, go if you haven't seen anything, Jackass, by all means, go on YouTube and uh, check it out. Um, be forewarned. There is some raunchy stuff. There will be some stunts. Absolutely. Um, but look, who doesn't enjoy dumb people doing dumb things, getting hurt? And guess what? If they successfully pull off a stunt, you're cheering for them also. So it's win-win, baby. It's all win. Um, these guys, you know, you might not necessarily think of uh, Jackass when it comes to comedy, but it is firmly in there. And uh, I just, I, I love this movie. It's so good. Uh, Harry, what do you think? I mean, I think for me, I think 15 years ago, maybe even like a little less, like I probably would watch, you know, the the Jackass movies or the show and laugh out loud like you're saying. But I feel as though if I watched them now, I would be cringing. I'd be hiding my eyes. I'd be scared for them the entire time. So I haven't revisited this since it came out in theaters. But I remember that I would say probably when this one was coming out, there was thoughts that like they had kind of passed. And that they like, uh, you know, the Jackass crew like wasn't really like a thing anymore. Mm. And I remember I was surprised when I went to go watch this movie because I think I watched it opening night and it was like a pretty packed house. And I think it did pretty solid money for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is the element of like, you know, the things that you won't dare do watching other people do is definitely something that attracts people or, hey, we're going to take this, you know, we're going to do this huge jump or, Hey, we're going to jump in a pit of rattlesnakes and, you know, try to get out of it or, you know, have a contest for it. So, um, you know, and then I think this is when Johnny Knoxville also started dressing up as like an old man mm-hmm. and like doing kind of weird stuff uh, as well. So like you said, a lot of raunchiness in it, if you're ever going to check it out, but um, yeah, 100% enjoyable. Um, but I think now I'd watch it with like through squinted eyes. Cause I think it would just scare me. I, well, I guess know. we'll like, find like, out baby. Cause Jackass four comes out this year. Yeah, I'll probably be watching with uh, <laughs> clenched teeth. You know you will. Hands, what are your thoughts on Jackass? I, I love the Jackass series, but I hate everyone in that crew. Only because... <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> only because they are Here's making the millions by doing some of the stupidest stuff that uh, that I've ever seen people do. And I, it just it makes me angry. It's kind of like you go back <laughs> and you're like, all right, like... Like, ah, uh, you know, I studied in school and did all that, like, and, and you know, you know, got a job and everything, but like, I could have been nine and started planning on, like, I think Steve-O's first son I ever saw him do was jump into headfirst into elephant poop. Like, and, you know, now he's making millions. I mean, so, it's not too late. If you want me to push you down a hill in a shopping cart, we'll do it, baby. Dude, that's fine. It might be Let's too late. It. it might be too late. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I think that that kind of like i remember i every week i would watch it when it was on mtv mm-hmm. i think you're right it just gets progressively funnier because i think it's like as they're trying to one up themselves like you as a viewer are watching it and saying like what are they going to do next like and they're kind of meeting those expectations mm-hmm. this is another movie with like very memorable poop scenes like mm-hmm. that it, it seems to be a topic of <laughs> there of is our, a theme. Uh, yeah but i think some of the stuff that they do that it isn't necessarily like the fun like the raunchy stuff I don't think is the funniest. I think yeah. some of the stuff that like I like when when um I and I think it's the third one is when um Knoxville dresses up like as an old man to go to the car dealership 
and ends up driving like the bike outside straight through the glass window. Yep. Like I die every time I see that. And it's like when they have the big hand and they're slapping each other with it. Like, also, I this think one. that stuff is so yeah. I think yeah. that stuff is so funny, and, and like the whole like you know the, the poop humor and all that like the disgusting stuff that they do. Like yeah, that I I mean as a a thirty five year old like I yeah I shouldn't find that funny like as a father like, but I, I do. It kind of um, is yeah, yeah. and. <laughs> And I think, uh, like, as a, like, they're starting to get more mature, and I'm really interested to see how, like, Jackass 4 goes, because, like, you have Bam Margera, from what I heard recently, is not involved with it anymore, unfortunately. I think, like, after, like, Ryan Dunn died, he just spiraled completely out of control. Um, Steve-O's sober, which I'm glad he is, but I don't don't think his, like, his escapades of doing, like, crazy stuff is going to be, like, I I don't see him doing, like, like, even crazier stuff. I mean... The funniest thing I've ever seen him do recently was tape himself to a billboard yeah. in California, which I think is the I think it's probably the top five funniest things I've ever seen, like in real life. I don't know why. It's just dumb. But I hope it's more of that stuff and not necessarily like, you know, like we're gonna launch him into a porta potty, like <laughs> send him in the ocean or something like that. Like Yeah, I mean I look they're definitely getting up there in age, but uh, I I believe that they will deliver it. it. It does suck that uh, Bam is going through some hard times, and you know hopefully he gets clean and everything. But um, uh, I have faith that they'll deliver. So. Yeah, I just I, I can only hope. I, I it's I'm I'm really interested to see what direction they take it. But if it's if it's more of like the just the the silly slapstick stuff, I'm in. If it's more just like porta potty stuff, I'll be like, uh, I'll giggle. I'll be like, all right, that's funny. <laughs> all right, moving on from Jackass Hands, what's your next pick? All right, so I'm going to go with Blazing Saddles. Mm. This is a. You picked an old movie? What's up with from, that? <laughs> this is from 1972 and won 72 Oscars and <laughs> did not, was not directed by Peter oh, Bogdanovich. Man was directed by the fantastic comic genius Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 you can't really go into summarizing Blazing Saddles without, like, I, would this movie be made today? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I, I do not believe you would ever see Blazing Saddles in the 2000s. Um, but I, I think it was, like, way ahead of its time in terms of its humor. And I, I think... Just some of like I think it's Gene Wilder's best movie. I, I feel like, yes, I'm gonna take that away from Willy Wonka. I'm gonna take that away from like so many different movies. I think he's he's as like you know he's the um, the Waco kid. He's an alcoholic, like basically the fastest hands in the West. He's that that straight character who like you know delivers like his, his comedic timing is great. Um, if you haven't seen it, like for any of the younger folk, um, it's basically a town in the West loses a sheriff so in order to um to cause basically disruption in the town so this rich guy can tear down and build railroad tracks they appoint a black sheriff which the town whose last names all are johnson which is hilarious i don't know why but um they're trying to basically get them to kill the sheriff because because he is black now i i just i something about this movie where I think that some of the like the kind of the tones they hit are like I watched it now. We go to other movies where we're watching it, we're like, ooh, like kind of cringe with it. I think like Mel Brooks like kind of delivers it like so like just mixes it all, like the controversial humor, but then like kind of 
like flips it around and will like throw in some goofy like non controversial thing like out of nowhere um i think the leads in it are great i think supporting cast is is just phenomenal it has a lot of really memorable scenes like when the sheriff's going into the town for the first time is just is really funny i mongo who um who's basically like a, like a hitman for a bunch of cowboys um is just like this big dumb guy he's he's really a standout um but it just it, it hits on a lot of tones from like the 70s where like I think Mel Brooks at the time when he was making, it was probably just like, I don't know if I should be making this, but I'm going to take a lot of chances with it. And mm-hmm. I think like, I think it just hits really. I like after Gene Wilder died, I went in the theater, they re-released it and I watched it and me and about like seven other people were in there. And I, I think I, it was a lot of older, like older people in there. Um, I think I was the youngest by like a long shot and I, I was losing it like through the whole movie. So I, I it's, it's definitely, I, I'd say when we talk about, my next, my last movie, it's probably my top two favorite comedies. Wow. Uh, Harris, thoughts on Blazing Saddles? I mean, I think with Blazing Saddles, I mean, I think Chris said a lot of good points. I, I, I tend to lean with Mel Brooks comedies. I tend to lean more with Spaceballs and with Young Frankenstein as far as enjoyment of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have much more to add to it. Uh, I'm sorry, Chris. But yeah, I mean, Blazing Saddles, I mean, when you think of Mel Brooks, I mean, he definitely is, you know, uh, a comedic legend um, with that, but yeah, I lean more. I'm lean more in the Young Frankenstein Spaceballs. I'm surprised you didn't put you didn't have Spaceballs over Blazing Saddles. I I and I I was kind of back and forth with that. Now I've seen Spaceballs probably fifty times. Like I've seen it so many times. That's another one I could probably recite from beginning to end. Um, but I just for I, I think there are like some dry spots in Spaceballs, but like Blazing Saddles, like mm. I from beginning to end, um, right. I'm I lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, Blazing Saddles, uh, you know, similar to Harry, uh, I'm more of a Spaceballs guy. I've probably seen that half a dozen times, whereas Blazing Saddles I've only seen once. Um, but it was, you know, genius comedy. Um, I'll give you that. I, I can't dispute it being on anyone's list because it was funny. It's just, um, I think, again, for me, I think Spaceballs hits a little more. But overall, good choice. Thank yeah. You. Hair, what do you got? Uh, my next uh, choice is a 2009 film called Adventureland. Um, you can stream it now on HBO Max if you got it. I already see Chris shaking his head like unbelievable, <laughs> you guys. Um, takes place in summer of 87, uh, 1987, not 1887 for those of you who want to criticize someone. <laughs> Thanks more. for clarifying. Um, no, no, of course. Yeah, I just want to make sure. Um, and it's about um, basically uh, high school you know, kid who's trying to figure out his way, um, you know, and he finds out that he's got to get a summer job at an amusement park for the summer. Um, directed by uh, Greg Matolo, um, stars Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart. Um, another Kristen Stewart, just if you've only seen her in Twilight, you know, expand your palate. Um, she's uh, she's amazing. Um, has supporting roles for Martin Starr, Bill Hader, who's great in it. He, he's the uh, boss of the amusement park. Kristen Wiig, who plays you know, his, you know, wife, um, who also runs the amusement park and a very small supporting role from Ryan Reynolds. I think when probably the movie was coming out, a lot of people thought he was going to be, you know, uh, have a bigger role in it, but I mean, I can see the flaws that, you know, people, it's a little slow, you know, I wouldn't say it's a (laughs) comedy, um, but it is a comedy. Thank you. Um, and it, uh, you know, it, it just, it reminds me of when, you know, I was that age cause I wasn't, you know, the four, four year right out of college type of guy. 
Um, you know, uh, we actually, I think had the first same car, uh, you know, Jesse Eisenberg's character has the same car that I think I had is my first car. Um, uh, 88 Reliant K Google it. It's a, it's a pretty ugly car. Um, my favorite car you ever had. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate (laughs) it. It's very memorable, very distinct on the road, but, um, you know, it's also me and my wife's movie. So I think that's why it also has a little bit of place, uh, for me, uh, with it, but, um, yeah, it just it, it takes it takes me back to working, you know, at a at a certain job um, where you know it kind of sucks. You know, you're working with the public, and that sucks. And you know, you're you're just trying to figure out what you want to do with your life. And uh, I really love the ending to that movie. Um, you know, so but yeah, it's it's a very very funny movie as well. So um, if you've ever been, you know, eighteen trying to figure out your life, so. Yeah, um, Adventureland is a really, really good movie, and it's funny because I really dislike Kristen Stewart, and I am not a big fan of Jesse Eisenberg outside of the social network. Mm-hmm. Um, but damn, they they draw me in <laughs> this movie. Uh, you know, it's like you said, um, the supporting cast is really good too. Uh, Martin Starr, um, uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, Bill Hader, Kristen Wiig, all those guys do well. Uh, it's definitely a slice of life movie where, it, yeah, I think people um, who have worked in retail or service industries can really relate um, to a lot of the stuff, especially if you work those jobs when you were in high school. Um, I don't know that I would have it in a best comedies list. Unbelievable. <laughs> I see this, but but I will say, like, I consider this more like a dramedy um so i can kind of see it fitting in a little more than scott pilgrim um (laughs) per se uh but yeah i mean i i don't know it's more it's more drama less comedy for me but it's a it's a fantastic movie so good pick i guess Uh, hands (laughs) um greg i'm with you i'm not a big fan of kristen stewart and i'm you know i've seen her outside of twilight she is the personality of like a carrot (laughs) <laughs> um, I, from what I, I saw the movie once I was probably like I, I, I think the cast and it's great Like I, same with Jesse Eisenberg outside of Zombieland and Social Network I'm, I'm kind of out on him like I, he's not he I, always I plays the same person it's exactly and yeah. I like even like <laughs> I saw that look at mm-hmm. um, I, I think he's like good like even I was actually excited when they casted him as um, Lex Luthor just to see how he was going to take the role, but I was wrong. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're here. Um, we should put that in the best comedies. Um, <laughs> now, Adventureland, like you're, you're both right where it hits that, like you're young, you're looking to kind of figure out what you want to do with your life. You, you take that service job. I, I, I you know, I, I've been there where, you know, right I went out of school, I kind of went to a job that, you know, I, I was working that since I was 16 and kind of, you know, hung around there for a little bit. Um, but I, I think that it's in terms of a movie, like I don't, I don't necessarily classify it as a comedy a, because I don't remember laughing too much when I was watching it and just be like, I just, I, I think that does form fall more into the dramedy role. Um, but I, from what I remember, it was all right. Um, how I'm glad you and you and the wife enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, I it's not like it's a chuckle a minute, you know, fun right. fast or anything. Oh like, I, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to. Like, I probably laugh with like. I, I remember some scenes with like Bill Hader and probably Ryan Reynolds. But like, I, I can't imagine like being in a scenario where I'm laughing at Eisenberg 
and Kristen Stewart in the same scene. I just thought they that I feel like their chemistry wouldn't make me laugh. Like I, and Listen, I there's a did. pool scene where both of them are swimming around. And if you've ever been in a pool with uh, a beautiful I've, woman, I've been in a pool. You know. Okay. Well, that's great. <laughs> you've been in a pool with a beautiful woman and all of a sudden you just, you can't get out of the pool because you're having such a wonderful time. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it's, sounds, uh, it sounds it's, hilarious. it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Um, it is pretty, it's a funny scene. Thanks. Thanks for only seeing it once. Appreciate it. Um, you know, again, people let me know where, where did I go wrong here? My list is apparently trash. Great movies on it, but they're not comedies. They're hilarious. They're funny movies. I, I enjoyable. thought it was, you smile. You have a great time. I thought it was going to be based on the, uh, the magic kingdom land, but I was kind of upset when I walked in. I thought it was going to be that. Oh my god! Nice. Sorry, I have better. Sorry, I have such good taste, guys. My apologies. The statues. And, the you statues better be and, sorry. The statues in Magic Kingdom can act better than Kristen Stewart. <laughs> oh, well, m- moving on. Do yes. you guys want to take this one together? Do you guys want to tackle this last yeah, one together? Here? Yeah. So, so here's the thing. Uh, my last pick and Hans's last pick are actually the same movie. Uh, so Hans, I am going to defer to you. Why don't you start off, and then I'll I'll comment after. Absolutely. Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall is my mm. number one. Um, I have seen this movie more than probably all the other movies on my list combined. Um, an uncomfortable amount, I would say. Uh, yeah, yeah. A very, yeah, an unhealthy, which I probably can be considered a mental issue. Um, I, I, I think the first five minutes when you're watching it and just, that's all you really need to like kind of draw you in now when I'm not, like what I'm about to say, you know, because, you know, Jason Siegel is basically – Full frontal. It's, it's and a full, yeah. It's a full, it's a full frontal, full yeah, frontal shot. Of, minutes, that's a really full seagull. But I think that comes out of nowhere where you're like, all right, like, what the hell am I about to watch? And it doesn't like do that. Like, it doesn't rely on that like gross, disgusting humor throughout the whole movie. Like, it actually is a really well acted movie, a well written movie. And you know, it, it there's no good or bad guy. And when you look at when like there's no like villain that like most of these like most of these movies would have or for whatever reason like they I mean you can make the argument that like Aldous Snow is like the villain or the bad guy but he really isn't like mm-hmm. you you watch this whole movie and you're like who like you can really root for any person with the exception of in my opinion like Sarah Marshall because she is a terrible person but it just seems like I, I think J- this is Jason Siegel's like peak where I you know he he did a lot of other good stuff like with the Muppets and everything, but I, the way him and like my Kunis, like just their relationship together just feels real in terms of, he's just a regular guy for the most part. And I, I feel like their chemistry actually could like, could exist in like outside of like movie world. Um, but then you have like a lot of other supporting cast, like Jack McBriar, who is, it, it has a very small role in this, but it, it's just hilarious in it. Um, Kristen Bell, who I didn't really know too much from her. I think she's a great Sarah Marshall and, uh, and Russell Brand, who I, I never even heard of him before this movie is like, just kills it every scene. Um, but then you have like Paul Rudd, you have um, God, who, who else is in this movie? Jonah uh, Hill. Bill Hader, Jonah Hill. Like they have like all these like smaller parts and they've already, and, and I think they've already established themselves as comedic actors where like they were okay. Just kind of taking and taking these, like taking these smaller roles where like you can really take Jonah Hill parts out of that movie and it's still going to be hilarious. Um, but it just, 
the comedic timing, I, I think, is is one of the movies where it just it hits every single scene. And even like there's a really awkward scene in that movie with the whole like it's it's very like you get like cringe chills with it is when he's performing the Dracula mus- musical in the bar, which every Love time I, I, so do I, but mm-hmm. I cringe around like, these are like real life situations where like, I feel like any one of us could like, if we're like on a date with a girl would like kind of do this to impress someone. And it's just like, just one like feeling like you're in that situation. It's just kind of like, ugh, like it makes you cringe, but you, you, I laugh at it every time that I see it. And it just, it just, it's great. And, you know, I, I think this is, this was Siegel's, uh, Siegel's, uh, resume, uh, tryouts for the Muppets. So with yeah. the, with the Muppet musical at the end, but, um, yeah, I, I just, I can't talk enough about it. I, I like, again, I've seen it dozens of times. I, it was kind of like that movie I would put on before I go to bed and just have it on. And probably too many times I stayed up and watched the whole thing when I, you know, probably shouldn't have, but Yeah. So this is another one on my list, like next Friday, where if I see it on TV, doesn't yes. matter what point I'll stop and watch. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just, I think it's fantastic. And you hit on a lot of stuff uh, that I was going to say. Um, Jason Siegel, I think it's a, a crime that he doesn't get more big parts. Um, I think he was tremendous in this freaks and geeks uh, Muppets. Um, what was the movie he did with Paul Rudd? Were the two of them? I love you, man. Yeah, I love, I love you, you oh, yeah. man. Love I that movie, that, dude. That is that yeah. is cringe. That movie is is like <laughs> is cringe like like times a thousand because that that's the same thing where he like says so many and that's where like he, some of like his dialogue and how he is his delivery it like it, you watch it and you're like like why would like someone actually say that but that happens in like real life situations where like you say things and you're just like why did like yeah like, I sound like an idiot. So Jason Siegel, if you're out there listening and we know you are, please get more work because we want to support you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, this this movie is just good. Uh, not good. Great. Amazing. Um, it put uh, Jonah Hill and Paul Rudd on the map for me. I don't think I was quite a- aware of them. I mean, I had seen Paul Rudd in like Clueless, but um, I didn't. He didn't really stand out to me as like a name uh, until this. And it's just from such a small character, but it was so funny. Yeah. Um, Mila Kunis and uh, and um, Jason Siegel, like you said, I think their uh, chemistry is just like out of this world. It's so it's funny. I say out of this world, but it's down to earth. It's so real. It's like you said, you can see it existing. It's not just a couple of movie stars acting in some Hollywood scenario. It's like, oh, yeah, I could I could buy the two of them getting together. Um, and she seems like a very chill person in this movie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just absolutely love the movie uh hair what are your thoughts yeah i mean um i think it probably would have been a contender for my list if both of you guys didn't have it on your list uh but it's a fantastic movie uh i mean for the viewers and the listeners uh chris uh he loves jason siegel um it's <laughs> probably true. like his favorite actor i thought he was gonna start tearing up when he was uh talking about the movie um but yes yeah, so the paul I Rudd- if you give me another like five minutes i was getting yeah. that way <laughs> Uh, the Paul Rudd, I mean, small little role in this is fantastic. I mean, this uh, didn't this birth like get him to the Greek, yeah, like, from the Out of yeah. Snow character. Which, so I mean, which was strangely like a sequel, but it had the only like, but but like <laughs> Jonah Hill was in both movies, but he didn't play yeah. the same character. No, mm-hmm. which is um, really like, but yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, the chemistry that uh, Kunis and uh, Siegel have together is really good. And I mean, I love the, you know, puppet, you know, uh, I would 100 percent so- pay to go see that. Oh, show, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's um, it's great. So, so yeah, no, no other words, no other words to say for that. But um, yeah, great choice by you guys. Another another home run out of the park by you, too. Thank you. Uh, well, let's bring it on home here. What is your final pick? Yeah, so uh, I think Chris was mentioning it earlier with his with his first, uh, or maybe you were, Greg, with uh, I think it was Dumb and Dumber when you think about comedies. And this movie for me, 2007, super bad. Mm. Uh, I had just graduated high school in 2006, so this movie hit me like right in the right in the sweet spot almost with when it came out. Um, if you're looking to watch it, it's on Hulu and Netflix if you're looking to check it out. Um, also directed by Greg Matola, who did uh, Adventureland. Um, and it's basically about two, you know... Um, it's almost like a day in the life movie of just, you know, these two kids on the, you know, last, last days or last, you know, weeks of high school, you know, just trying to get to that cool party, um, you know, with it. So, like I said, it hit me, hit me kind of right there with it. Um, stars, Michael Sarah, Jonah Hill, um, you know, some supporting roles with Bill Hader, Seth Rogen, Emma Stone and Christopher Mintz Plass, who uh, plays uh, Fogel. Um, and there's just, you know, the, the beautiful ID scene where, you know, Fogel gets the fake ID and he's trying to sell it to Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah, and they're just not having it. And um, I love that you call him Fogel and not McLovin, even yeah. though he's clearly McLovin. Well, you know, Fogel. He's 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 a real, it's a real Fogel moment, not a real McLovin moment. He grows to be McLovin later yeah. on in the movie. Um, but it it's just about two best friends, and you know, it has heart there where they just you know they're they're really dependent on each other, and they've had each other their whole lives of high school, and this is you know kind of you know a goodbye to you know you know their friendship in a way you know that it could be changing or adapting. Um, and so it's just it's hilarious i mean the humor in it is you know pretty pretty raunchy as well i mean there's the scene where jonah hill talks about his childhood um you know at the lunch table and you know why you know he has he has such trouble um it's a very quotable movie um i probably quoted it way too much makes me think of my friend frank every time i see it especially the scene where uh jonah hill and michael sarah are snuggling up you know in the in the sleeping bags you know telling each other you know how crazy it is um you know i could go on and on about the scenes uh but you know i'd like to hear what you guys have to uh have to say about it i think uh i think super bad is a very very funny movie um it kind of i guess birthed uh um book smart book smart is kind of like the mm. female equivalent which was also yeah. really well done Booksmart's um, great as well but and and maybe it's apples and oranges to me i don't know but when i compare the christopher mince plas comedies um i think i actually kind of prefer role models to this i think role models is funnier um but this Paul also, Rudd. yeah but this does have heart in it as well which maybe role models doesn't have as much of um yeah i mean i don't know i can't say anything bad about super bad it's just there's no hot take to be had it's a good movie and you know it's definitely deserving it's to be on a list. So one of my it's one of my comedies that I picked. Straight comedies, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you actually decided to include a comedy <laughs> on your comedy list. <laughs> um, Hans, what do you think? Um, I agree. Now it, it I, I wouldn't put it as like one of my favorite comedies, um, but it, you realize like how much that movie birthed like a lot of stars. Now, I mean, hmm. um, Michael Sarah was coming off Arrested Development. I know I mentioned that with Scott Pilgrim, but like I, I'm pretty sure he was like fresh off of the show 
um, when this had come out. Jonah Hill, like a lot of these names that you you've never really heard of before, um, like um, Emma Stone. Um, trying to think, like even like Bill Hader and like uh, Seth Rogen. Um, it is it, it's a very quotable movie, which I I think is why it's not in my top like favorite movies, only because I. I I'm probably like, you know, pot calling the kettle black with this, but like movies that like are constantly quoted drive me crazy. Like, especially mm-hmm. like with like super bad, I feel like a lot of people were quoting it when it came out and it, it kind of ruined it for me, I guess. Like I, it, it's kind of hard to explain and put into words. I feel like it was just over, like it was just out there all the time and I got kind of got tired of it. It's a very funny movie. Um, I just think like, I, I may have only seen it like a handful of times now. You bring up the comparison with role models. I've seen role models a lot. I don't think it's a better movie, but I think it's a better McLovin movie. I think he's much better <laughs> in role models. Um, but I, you're right with the friendship between the two like leads. Like I, you don't know how much like they were both young actors and they they play so well off of each other. And then especially um, McLovin with the two cops. I think that like these are somewhat seasoned actors and. Um, Mintz Plass or however you say his last name it might have been his first movie or like borderline Pretty like sure it was yeah. yeah I think this was like the first like feature for a lot of these people and they just this is definitely like our generations like mo- like movies like Can't Hardly Wait and 10 Things I Hate About You like it's definitely that coming of age tale for I think for for um for somewhat like the end of our generation because I think like a lot of the younger p- kids now haven't seen super bad. I-, I sound like I'm aging myself so much. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is almost 14 years old. I, which, so. is tra- which is oh. crazy because some of these movies we're talking about and you go back and you're like, wow, this is like, it is so long ago. And like, you see how like a lot of the careers for some of these people have like developed. Um, I mean, Jonah I mean award nominee, Jonah, Jonah Hill. I'm a Jonah Hill. Who's, who's actually one of my favorite drama- dramatic actors. Um, I think he's probably my favorite movie. Of his is Moneyball, which I don't know. I laughed a couple times in it, so Harry might like classify that as a comedy. <laughs> it's a comedy. Um, no, but no, I, you can't take away from Superbad. Like it, it, I was never in these situations in high school. Like I didn't go to parties, and I wasn't trying to get like buy alcohol or anything. But it's just, uh, I think it definitely was a, like a modern take on some of those older like teen movies from like mm-hmm. the '80s and '90s. Um, it's very raunchy, but not like not like the kind of like where you're like 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 where the movies we're talking about earlier where um you know i i think that it, it definitely is from that like that time period is one of the top kind of movies i wouldn't put it in mind but you know well i will say this i uh, i regret saying i'd like to hear your thoughts guys so you guys can <laughs> kick rocks was uh going was, home was super bad the movie that birthed the boop was that it yeah, yeah, when they're laying in the sleeping bags. I yeah, I still do that. So yeah. I mean, it's and I and I will say the line probably almost every other day is like whether or not like if I'm at work or something is when Dave Franco, who has one of the best, he's in this movie for forty seconds. Is yeah. when was it when uh, I what's he say? Hair? What's the line? Well, he well he are you talking about the soccer line when he pees it's the soccer. bed when he pees? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he's it was. Like, Go ahead. It was no, second you, grade. He say something yeah. it's like it's second grade. He's like people, people don't, don't forget. forget. <laughs> yeah. And then he kicks the ball. He's like, Classic it's soccer, movie. Greg. It's soccer, Greg. It's soccer. 
Uh, well, uh, overall, some very good picks, some that don't belong, but you know, oh that's goodness. neither here nor there. Um, that let the is people our... decide. Let the yeah. people decide. Come on, give us all the uh, comments. Let us know what you thought. That is our episode, folks. Tell, um, tell us why Jurassic Park is your favorite comedy. <laughs> exactly. You had that one funny moment. Yeah. Um, you guys, so Harry, anything for the peeps? Um, I mean, just, you know, like, share, subscribe. Uh, appreciate you guys listening or watching, however you're doing it. Um, appreciate you listening to our hot takes. I mean, I guess I came in with the spicy ones this week. So um, we'll have to see, in, uh, you know, on the next episode, who's going to bring their trash takes, as I like to call it. So, Hans, how about you? All right, listen, everyone. I made I made a plea last last week or the last show to get me to a hundred Twitter followers. That number has not increased at all. <laughs> so if you please follow me at Phila P H I L A T T P, please. Big Sixers I, guy over there I, on I, Twitter. I yeah, on Twitter. If you want constant retweets of Sixers memes and um and silly silly jokes, please follow me. Do my boy hands a solid. Give him a follow. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our channel. Um, leave us comments if it's on YouTube or uh, reviews on iTunes uh, or on Spotify for that matter. Um, but you know, either way, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we're going to have something cool and fun for the next episode. Uh, yes. So we call but, it tease, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, but guys, thank you so much. And uh, don't forget, live spicy. Spicy. Thank you.